I remember when he um, approached me with the idea. It was kind of funny because it was like a selfish way for us just to hang out. Hey, everyone, and welcome to Connecting ALS. I am one of your hosts, Mike Stevenson. I'm here with my co-host, Jeremy Holden. How has your week been thus far, Jeremy? So far, so good. How about you? Things going okay? You're still quarantining, still practicing your social distancing up there? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Trying to stay as safe as I can. And it's starting to get cooler here in Minnesota. And that is going to make it easier and harder, I think. Uh, you don't necessarily want to be outside when it's 30 degrees, but... Uh, the cabin fever happens quick this time of year in this part of the country because a little bit stir crazy. Yeah, yeah, I can imagine. Uh, yeah, we're noticing the, the change in, in weather down here, uh, change in seasons. You know, we had, a, we had a great conversation last week, speaking of fall time and the election coming up. I hope our listeners enjoyed that and found it as informative as I did. And, uh, you know, Mike, you had a great conversation this week that I'm really looking forward to uh, bringing to our listeners. Yeah, I'm really excited about this episode because I had the opportunity to speak with fellow podcast hosts Chris Beckett and Nathaniel Pallone. They are the hosts of the podcast Born to Battle, uh, which is a weekly show that covers a wide range of topics, including Chris's ongoing journey with ALS. He is an extremely inspiring individual, and what he and Nathaniel are doing is very unique, and we're big fans of their show, so it was uh, great to connect with them. Today we are talking to the hosts of the hit podcast, Born to Battle, Chris Beckett and Nathaniel Pallone, joining me from Los Angeles, California and Portland, Oregon, respectively. And guys, I've been looking forward to this one for a while. Uh, welcome to Connecting ALS and uh, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much for having us, Mike. We really appreciate it and are very honored to share a story and I connect with that many important people within the ALS community. Likewise, what Chris said, we're happy to be here and happy to share a little bit about our show and how we can spread ALS awareness together. Absolutely. And we're going to talk a bunch about your podcast because I think it's so great and we want more of your audience, more of our audience to discover uh, what you're doing. But for anyone who doesn't yet uh, know you two, we're going to give them a little background and we'll start with you, Chris. You're someone who was diagnosed with ALS at the young age of 29 in 2018. Can you share with our listeners a bit about that journey and how you're doing now, two years on from your diagnosis? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think first is, of course, nothing you ever expect to happen at such a young age. It was definitely a challenge and kind of threw everything off for a little bit because, of course, one still has dreams, aspirations, and so much in terms of what I thought I'd be able to accomplish. And with the diagnosis just before my 30th birthday, it kind of stopped everything in the track. So from that day forward, pretty much, my life as I knew it was uh, drastically changed and uh, in for a, a very different ride than one would have dreamed. But I think I'm, I'm pretty fortunate in the idea of when I got the diagnosis, of course it was crushing and 
It just didn't think it was real. But after my night of tears and talking with my fiance, I was able to quickly kind of accept it and just kind of move forward with the mentality of, all right, I have ALS. Now let's keep living and doing everything I want to and enjoying uh, this beautiful thing called life. So I've just been going after it day by day, learning to adapt, because that's the biggest thing with ALS I've learned is we are incredible at being able to adapt to any situation that comes our way. Mm. And this is a perfect example of being able to adapt because if you don't, life will pass you by and you got a lot more to see, experience with family and loved ones. So I've had a great support with uh, my fiance Taylor who's been there amazing. And she, unfortunately, is primary caregiver for me too. Mm. So that's a whole another dynamic. And right. I mean, I have great friends like Nathaniel, who had the brilliant idea of starting a podcast. <laughs> and I let him, of course, talk about that a little more when we get to that. But sure. ALS is, it really makes you dig deep. Mm. But, I mean, I don't know, it could be worse, I guess. I don't know if my approach is way different from everyone else, but I'm still here. You're still you're still there. And I know that's become a that's become something of a motto for you. And I want to encourage our listeners to check out uh, Beckett'sBattle.com. That's Chris's website. You can learn more about his story there and, and see that amazing video piece that was put together there, uh, Chris. Uh, we'll put a link to that in our show notes. But that I'm still here, that, that seems to be kind of a mantra for you. Yeah, absolutely. Because, I mean, I couldn't, if you look at the alternative, I'm going to not be here and be able to experience this with you right now, Mike, where we're talking about podcasting whoever thought something like this would ever be possible. So, I mean, I'm that guy who undoubtedly always finds the silver lining in things. So uh, my thing is throw anything at me and I'll be able to persevere. And I think so, so many other people can also do believe in yourself and boy, it's limitless for what can happen. That's a great attitude, man. The world needs more people like you, Chris, that have that sort of perspective on life, especially now in the year 2020. And Nathaniel, Mr. Pallone, tell us how you fit into this equation. You've known Chris uh, for quite a long time, correct? Yeah, so Chris and I go back. We really became friends our freshman year of high school. But my memory of Chris actually goes back to fifth grade basketball. Mm. Chris doesn't re recall this, but... He does recall somebody else that was on my team. It just took him a while to, to get to know me. <laughs> uh, 
Sure. But yeah, we go back to playing sports together. We both kind of had a similar mentality as far as our approach to friends, to interactions, to our responsibilities, and just how we interacted with people. I think that was the biggest thing. I mean, Chris is my best friend. He's a travel partner of mine. We've gone various places in the world, and he's like a brother to me. So I'm very fortunate to have him. And I approached him with this idea of doing a podcast because I know he was doing some work with voice banking Mm -hmm. and figured it would kind of tie in, even though at that point, he didn't tell me this directly, but they were pretty much done with voice banking at the time. But he didn't he didn't defer from wanting to take part in this and, and doing this journey with me. So I'm fortunate that he's willing to share his story and our experiences together in this way to spread awareness for ALS. And this all happened 4th of July weekend of this year. Mm. I I went down to LA, said, Hey, Chris, what do you think about starting a podcast? Mm. He's like, I'm with it. I was like, (laughs) all right. And I think it was a week and a half later that we had our first show posted. Wow. And you're how many episodes deep now? Oh, 25. Wow. That's a lot. There's a bunch of content in that window of time. Yeah. Well, we also wanted to consider that, you know, we don't know how long Chris's voice will be able to speak clearly. Sure. So that was part of it. And we, we wanted to knock more shows out quicker just so we had that. But we're not going to let that hold us back from continuing to record. We're just going to have to plan a little differently to make yeah. it happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think plan a little differently a lot more planning is a big name of the game, but I remember when he um, approached me with the idea. It was kind of funny because it was like a selfish way for us just to hang out <laughs> once, twice a week, but I'm not mad that long. I appreciate it though. Yeah. The podcast is cool, but hanging out with my best friend, even better, so. I love it. Yeah, that's a great excuse just to get together, right? You can tell your fiance, your friends, or family, you know what? Sorry, I got to record that podcast. And and more than anything, it's just hanging out with your best friend. Absolutely. So we uh, shoot the ish a lot. (laughs) And let's have a good time and catch up and enjoy and talk about any and everything. Of course, we're always taking people's suggestions to what we should talk about because we like to include the listeners to it. They can be a part of it to a certain degree and make it one big family show. I love the show. And I told you when we spoke a few weeks back, I think what separates it from a lot of other podcasts is it's so real. And it's two friends sharing stories and addressing topics that are important to them. And during a time when many people are feeling stressed about the pandemic and the economy and just their lives in general in the year 2020, it's an entertaining and inspiring listen. So congrats to both of you on, on bringing that idea to life. It's, it's so well done. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, and I really appreciate the range of topics that you cover. On, even on a given show, I was catching up on some of the latest episodes. I've heard you talk about fantasy football 
favorite TV characters, silly things like Gatorade colors. Uh, but then, of course, uh, you also touch on more serious subjects like personal legacies, eye gaze technology, ALS clinical trials. It's a really great mix. Uh, how do you handle the pre-production side? When do you decide what you're going to discuss uh, for each episode? Or is it kind of, here's when we're going to record, let's do it. It's kind of, kind of a, here we're going to record. Sure. Where our recordings start out a little slow. Probably like the first 20 minutes we get on talk about things and brainstorm. And then also that, that leads to planning a little bit of the next episode where we have some script, but we definitely do a lot more casual, more just go with the flow to just, yeah, kind of cover any and all topics because never to say one particular way to do it is better than the other but with us and i know me i told him i didn't want to be just by als mm -hmm. i wanted to have some aspect of it but make it unique to us because then we'll be able to show through the podcast who we are and see if people want to get to know us and and listen and if they don't well I wouldn't be friends with them. <laughs> just kidding. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, and just to add on that, so technically we're on our second season. Hmm. Our first season was about 15 episodes, and we really tried to have that structure. We were like, all right, we're going to, this is our main topic we're going to talk about, and then we're going to try and do something funny, and then we're going to talk about ALS. And over time, that, got harder and harder because it limited what we could talk about for each each show and then it put a little pressure on what we're going to talk about for ALS each time mm -hmm. and by planning it that way it made it harder for us to kind of in a sense freestyle when we're talking sure so we switched up our our format so that basically we just go back and forth and ask three random questions and then see where that conversation takes us. And then from there, try to give an update on ALS and what Chris's experience is. It ranges anything from the marathon that he's trying to be a part of mm -hmm. or just some of the new products that they're getting um, for the day-to-day -day life. Yeah. Yeah, and like I said, it's such a wide range. And so going into each episode, you never know exactly what you're going to get. And that's part of the appeal. I, I really think that is. And and shows like ours that are, are sometimes too structured, I think, uh, could learn from podcasts like yours where you go in with that attitude of let's just see where the conversation takes us. And, and that's, I think, what's drawing a lot of your listeners in. Have you guys had good feedback from your listeners and, and a lot of your family and friends listening as well and, and telling you they're enjoying the show? Yeah, we have. And I think one of the best ones, which we've heard probably a few times from different people, is that they feel as though they're hanging out on the couch with us while we're doing the podcast. So that one really makes us feel good about what we're doing with the podcast. Yeah, it should. Yeah, ultimately, like Chris said, we try to make it so it is just us hanging out and not super serious even though we are 
ultimately talking about a serious topic sure. and being able to have people listen and feel like they're part of the conversation. I think that's really what we were going for. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you are achieving that in, in my opinion. I've got a few more questions for you guys, but before we move on to those, please tell our audience how to find Born to Battle. I listen on Spotify, so I know you can find it there, but where else should they track you down and, and follow the show? You got this, Chris. Let them know. <laughs> he always says this to me. So, of course, um, BeckisBattle.com. Uh, we have links to where you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google. Basically, anywhere that has a podcast, you can find us. And that's Born Number Two Battle. Born number two battle. Yeah, I just uh, searched around a little bit. It was really easy for me to find. And then Spotify is where I prefer to listen. So that's where that's where I'm listening. But we'll put links in our show notes as well. So listeners to Connecting ALS can just click through and, and check you guys out as well. Moving to a few non-podcast topics for a minute. Chris, you alluded to it a little bit earlier, just kind of your outlook on life. And, and you're obviously someone who always tries to find the good whether that be in a situation or another person. And, and just from a few conversations with you and following you on social media and watching that video piece about you, that's clear to me. And I think a lot of your, your family and friends would share that. What do you attribute that to? Is it, is it how you were raised or the, the crowd that you came up with? Or is it just part of your core as a person? I mean, I think it's a little bit of everything too, where my parents influenced me and the friends I chose to surround myself, I uh, definitely influence. And yeah, I do think all of it, but I will say a majority just comes from within for some strange reason. It's just how I approach things. Maybe how I've overcome uh, tough situations where I could get in a bad mood or be down and out for a lot longer, but I'm fortunate enough and lucky and I let myself have negative moments and mm. embrace the emotions that come along with it. But then quickly for me, within an hour or so, I say, all right, I've pouted, I've been moody, but it doesn't serve me any good to keep doing it because then it negatively affects the people around me as well with my mood. And mm. I'm a people pleaser. I love seeing other people smile, sure. be happy, being included with whatever we're doing. So mine is all about bringing everyone else in too. Yeah, do you concur with that, Nathaniel? Absolutely. And it's funny. We've had some people as guests on our show that hardly know us really, but it comes across, like you said, his positivity. You see him with a smile almost anytime and it's contagious. It makes other people want to smile. It makes people want to be around him. And yeah, like I've seen it my entire life as, as I've, I've known him. So definitely comes across that way and it's real that's one of those magnetic personalities mm -hmm. and nathaniel being one of chris's best friends but living in another state and obviously you two get to pod 
cast a couple times a week and you connect in that way, which is great. But how does uh, your your group of friends, your circle stay connected uh, to Chris? Is it a lot of calls? Is it texting, FaceTime, that sort of thing? Honestly, prior to us doing the podcast, it was probably a, a text here and there, especially for this year. Prior years, we had always made it a made the effort to try to meet up somewhere, whether it being I fly down to LA or Arizona when he lived in Arizona, or he would schedule some trips up to Portland. We always found a way to make time for each other. And that that doesn't go just me and Chris, that goes with our friend group in general. For the most part, I feel like we always make the effort to be there for the moments that matter the most. And, you know, sometimes it's it's a small thing, but if everybody's going to be there, that's a big moment. So I think it's more keeping in contact and then making those appearances and, and the effort. I think ultimately the effort is, is what kept us so close. That's what it takes. Do you agree, Chris? I do agree. And and everyone might not necessarily call and text every day, but what separates our entire friend circle is that, we might not talk to each other for, say, two months, three months with a few people in the group. But when we see them, it's as if we saw them yesterday. So it does seem, seem like it's been that long. So I don't know how we do it. Yeah, we have a, a great group of friends. And we're... I feel like we're always there for each other. You know, no matter what it is, we'll find a way to get through it together. And this is just a, another perfect example of that. That's a special thing to have that sort of community and have that sort of connection. I'm glad that, that you guys have found that. I did hear on a recent episode, though, that you're planning to see each other soon. Is that right? Are you making a trip down to Cali, Nathaniel? So we have a rendezvous somewhere else that <laughs> I can't say yet because... It's on the low, but we'll also be seeing each other in November. Uh, we're going to meet up in the Bay Area, actually. Nice. And then I will also be down in L.A. for one of our good friend's weddings as well. Great, great. So you have a few more opportunities yet to catch up face-to-face. Yeah, definitely. Um, something that's been hard to do in this year, I was going to ask you, Chris, uh, how uh, the pandemic has been uh, affecting you and, and Taylor. What sort of lifestyle changes have, have you guys had to make in the last few months? I think it's definitely been tough and really, you know, because they make us change things up. Because at the beginning of the pandemic, we were basically locked inside our house. Mm. And we didn't want to go anywhere or do anything just because there was so much unknown. Um, and a lot of the science hadn't quite caught up to tell us what is the uh, uh, safest way about going mm-hmm. uh, to do things. So we, of course, take all those precautions, but we've just found ways to be more creative. and. Uh, we're very, very fortunate here in the Los Angeles area where we have good weather so much of the year and we would take advantage of being outside. So me, Taylor, and our dog, Porktop, would always go to the park and have a park day on the weekend. 
go try some new takeout somewhere, go pick up a book to read, sure. anything to keep us out and about. And I know I'm a little oddball because I love going on car rides and <laughs> I don't have the ability to drive anymore. So when uh, the time's right, we'd always just go on a car ride cruise. We drove down to San Diego. We drove up to Malibu. Mm. And then we just park on the side of the road, roll the windows down, and listen to that nice ocean crashing against the sand, smelling the breeze. So I definitely... I'm sorry that I'm rubbing that in everyone. <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds kind of nice. That's a pand- pandemic therapy we could all use. Yeah, well, so now the big key to keep some sanity. And I'm lucky, too. Taylor is my best friend, and she loves my doggy moments and everything about it. So we have always things to talk about enjoying each other's company so she helped me get through it too that's great that's that's really great and you had a birthday recently was was a do you have a birthday last week yeah so on the 29th i turned the big 32 the big um, three two yeah yeah so i went out we uh went camping uh, with a few friends and they were able to take me into the water with a life vest and a, a beach witcher. So I haven't been in the water in over a year sure. and I love it. So it's a pretty great birthday. And this guy also, he told me, oh, we got a podcast we're going to uh, record. And he had, what, 15 plus friends show up on my podcast. Yeah. And Man, so I'm all getting ready to go. No shirt on. I'm just there. And I see all these people. So I'm panicked not to get a shirt on. I need to be presentable. Um, Yeah, we, we, we caught him off guard a little bit there. Yeah. Well, that's a fun surprise. Yeah, I feel like you need it these days, right? Mm hmm. Yeah, in a year when when any sort of good goes a long way, getting to do little things like that for someone's birthday, that's a good thing. It's a big thing. Absolutely. And as much as they want me to do it for me, I'm thinking about all the amazing memories that I'm creating for all of them. Because, yeah, one day I won't be here, but then think of everything they get to think about, laugh about, joke about. And so... That's where the surprises, the memories, is more for them. For is why I think so. I'm always up to make them more memories all the time. It sounds like it. It sounds like it. That's great. That's great. So, my last big question for the two of you is, uh, what's next for Born to Battle uh, and Beckett's Battle in in general? What sort of content or events should we be on the lookout for? I know you just started a new season of the podcast. Is that you plan to evolve that further? Do you have some other kind of media coming out? Tell me about it. Yeah, for the most part, we are still planning on putting out roughly two episodes a week. 
Monday and Fridays is when we're generally posting. Chris has a whole journey of his own that he's going through, and I'll let him talk about that. Sure. Yeah, so I think the big thing with Becca's Bottle is just trying to be more open and vulnerable about what this disease really is Mm. and give people insight to what I go through, what people close to me go through, what a caregiver goes through, a mother, a brother, a wife, everything do. So people can understand the full scope of this disease and so we can really figure out ways to overcome it, whether it be um, more research or maybe more ways to provide care for everyone who's going through it too. So that's kind of a big thing what we're going with. And then also uh, with running the LA Marathon with my friend Bobby. Yeah. I mean, I won't run, I'll get pushed. But that's a big thing uh, Bucket Ball is doing right now. And it's crazy because I was a big time competitive athlete. Mm-hmm. High school baseball, basketball. I played junior college baseball. And so being able to be an athlete and participate in the marathon, it sounds silly, but it was kind of an aha moment where I never knew I could still be an athlete, compete, train, and just have that feel of wanting to be the best and do the best. And it kind of, it gave me one more thing to want to keep living for. Want to I'll do so much more and running marathons. I'm liking it a lot, and I got a great partner in Bobby. So if he's pushing, I'm there. Oh, that's cool. That's such a great story too. And again, people can find that on your website, Beckett'sBattle.com. I think a lot of a lot of folks are going to be cheering you on when that day comes around. Remind us what what date the marathon is. So Sunday, March twenty first. 2021 in Los Angeles. So we're hoping it'll still be able to continue during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. But we'll keep everyone updated because we do have a backup, a marathon run, sure. just because we want to get our qualifying time and also be on the lookout for us in a marathon near you. Mm-hmm. Tour, teasing a tour potentially. We're trying. The ultimate goal is the biggest six. So do a little googling, and you can go down the rabbit hole. So we gotta get number one done. Yeah, we're feeling confident about where we could be at, and I mean, yeah, I'd love to set a world record and really do all that because. I think that could bring so much light and positive influence to ALS and what we could tell and share with everyone. So mm-hmm. that's a big thing that pushes us. Yeah, that's going to drive a lot of awareness. It's going to bring more eyes to the cause, something that you're already doing a lot of already. 
again, I could not be more impressed uh, with the show that you guys are putting together and the effort that you're putting in to raise awareness and funding for ALS. Really, really appreciate you coming on to our show to tell us a little bit about yourselves. It's been great to get into uh, know you a little bit more, and we can't wait to see what you guys do next. Thank you so much. Appreciate it, Mike. We're really, really happy to be on here. Born to Battle is the podcast, and thanks again to Chris and Nathaniel for taking some time to bring their story to us, allow us to share that story with our listeners. If you're not already listening to it, make sure you check out that podcast, subscribe to it, and uh, you know, really, really fortunate to have had an opportunity to to hear from those guys this week. Yeah, now you've got two podcasts to subscribe to. As we mentioned, you can follow the links in the show notes to find Born to Battle. And while you're there on your favorite podcast service, you may as well subscribe to Connecting ALS if you haven't already. You can also do that at ConnectingALS.org. And be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter for all of the latest content. Today's episode was produced by Garrett Tiedemann of the ALS Association's Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota chapter. Thank you all for listening. We will connect with you again soon. 